Yes, I know. You're all wondering, where have you been? We haven't heard anything from you for a week. We need more podcasts. Yes, I know. I know all about that. Unfortunately, I've been battling opposition from various quarters, not the least of which is YouTube. Most recently, YouTube had decided to censor me, but they're not just deciding to censor me. They're censoring a lot of people. You see, YouTube and some of these other social media giants, which is one of the reasons why Trump has filed a lawsuit against them and why so many people have joined that lawsuit with amicus briefs, they want all the protections accorded to news agencies and other agencies that rely on the First Amendment. Then they want to arbitrarily decide what is news and what isn't. So they alleged that I uh, expressed... um, Well, they didn't allege that I expressed anything. They allege that I spread misinformation. See, that's the new watchword for censorship. When you espouse a position that these tech giants disagree with, you are now spreading misinformation, didn't you know? And it doesn't matter that a large number of people may hold a similar opinion. Once they have decided that they don't agree with it and they don't want anyone to hear it, Uh, or hear anything about it, it becomes misinformation. And therefore, based on their misinformation policy, they censor you. So that's the new standard now. All the news that we see fit to print. If we disagree with it and we don't like it, you don't get to say it. And that's what's happened to my podcast because I was able to link it uh, with other things. Hi, everyone. I'm Jamie Dury, and welcome, finally, to another National Preview Online podcast. If you have not already done so, please subscribe to the show by either going to the iTunes App Store or the Google Play Store, searching out the MPO podcast, and clicking subscribe. If you prefer prefer a third-party podcast aggregator app, simply download the free Podbean app in either of those two stores and subscribe that way. Either way, you can leave reviews, leave comments, and we need both in large quantities so that the podcast can grow. So one of the things you get with the Podbean hosting service, which I get, and doesn't affect you, is that you can share the podcast through various social media platforms. Now, since the beginning, my podcasts have been shared uh, through Facebook. Now, to my knowledge, Facebook has not taken any of them down the links go up. How much exposure they give them is another matter, but they don't delete the posts. I was also able recently to connect it to LinkedIn so that whenever I do a podcast, it goes to my LinkedIn newsfeed. And then the last one I was able to add was YouTube. I was very interested in that because YouTube is a major, major utilized platform. And what happens is when you do the podcast, it goes to YouTube, YouTube takes your logo and then shows like a a wavelength feed with things oscillating as they do when your voice goes by to create a moving video because all YouTube things are video. You can't have just an audio file. And so it was getting uploaded to YouTube. And since I made that social media connection with YouTube, I've done three podcasts. The first one went off without a hitch and was uploaded. The second one was removed because it said that I spread misinformation. The third one was removed because 
in my explanation of why my first one uh, was removed, my second one was removed rather by YouTube, they said I again spread misinformation. So I'm not mentioning anything about what was in those two podcasts, but you can go back and listen to the last two podcasts and you can surmise it for yourself. So now YouTube has now made themselves the arbiter. Now, I find this very curious, as I mentioned in my previous podcast. YouTube is owned by Google, and this podcast is carried in the Google Play Store. And Google sees fit to publish it. Google doesn't remove it. Google doesn't censor it. So why does YouTube get to act and operate like an independent entity from Google and decide to do what they want to do? How much longer is this going to go on? I'm thinking about adding myself to the lawsuit that Donald Trump is now uh, filing against these tech giants. Be that as it may, there is so much to cover because we haven't done podcasts because I've been trying to debate whether I'm going to sever myself from YouTube. If this one gets uh, censored and there's no reason for it, then I'm going to have to go after them in a big way and just unlink it for the time being. In any event... Even though there's a lot that I want to cover, I'm going to confine myself to covering two topics, and I'll save the best one for last. You know, everyone used to get on top of the bandwagon, Republicans, they called Donald Trump a fascist, they call Republicans fascists, white supremacists, they want us all, the only people who are acting like fascists are the Democratic Party, from Joe Biden to his administrators, to his attorney general. Let me tell you the latest. Now, I don't know why this has gotten so many conservative commentators up in arms, um, Tucker Carlson among them, and a few others. But the CDC has arbitrarily decided to pass an eviction moratorium. The CDC is deciding that landlords can no longer evict tenants due to COVID. Now, this is something that is beyond the scope or the authority of an agency like the CDC. It is an action that has the force of law, and laws are only supposed to be passed at the federal level by Congress, not by lone directors and administrators that occupy their positions at an agency by congressional appointment. But this director, Rochelle Walensky, has arbitrarily decided on her own that she's going to put in place a moratorium on evictions. Let me read a little bit from the Epic Times. And the Department of Justice is backing this, which should tell you something about the wisdom on the part of the Senate Republicans from blocking Merrick Garland to the Supreme Court because he's the attorney general backing this, even though the Supreme Court has said it's illegal. Listen to this. The department is backing the Center for Disease Control Prevention. Quote, the department has vigorously defended the statutory authority of the CDC to issue an eviction moratorium, and we will continue to do so So said Attorney General Merrick Garland, speaking to reporters in Washington on Thursday. The only problem is the CDC has no such authority. On Tuesday, they announced a fresh eviction pause for most of the United States. 
despite the fact that top administrations in the Biden, uh, top officials rather in the Biden administration, including the president himself, say that the agency cannot legally do so because of recent court rulings. Now, a group of landlords, I'm reading from this article, real estate companies, property management groups, etc., asked a judge to block the moratorium in a filing Wednesday that cited those comments. For instance, the White House said back in July that the CDC would not extend an eviction ban that was about to expire because the Supreme Court of the United States has made clear that this option is no longer available. Gene Sparling, a senior advisor to Biden, told reporters August 2nd that the CDC had tried but failed to find the legal authority for even new targeted eviction moratoriums. But Merrick Garland, former federal judge and now attorney general, said his agency backs the CDC. Quote, this past week, there has been much attention to the impending risk of mass evictions which would put millions of tenants at risk of losing shelter. Needless to say, the impact on individuals and families would be devastating. And as the CDC has made clear, the impact on public health would likewise be devastating, fueling the spread of COVID-19 infections in the affected communities. Now, there's one little problem with that. This ruling on the part of the CDC, or this not this ruling, this edict, if you will, that they've issued, is binding on the landlords they want you to believe. They can't evict anyone. Yet, no moratorium has been placed by the same CDC on the mortgages that the landlords must pay to the banks. No moratoriums have been placed on the taxes that the landlords must pay to the various municipalities and states where these properties are located. And how are they supposed to pay these things when they can't collect the rent in order to have the wherewithal to do so? This is extremely interesting. And what happens to these people in terms of eviction when the landlords lose their properties because they're seized and repossessed by the same legal entities which are preventing them from evicting people because they can't pay their taxes and they can't pay the mortgages. When the banks take these properties over with all their lobbying power, do you think they're going to be prevented from evicting people who decide they don't feel they have to pay rent because of this threadbare excuse of COVID? I don't think so. So the CDC, this lone little bitch, Rochelle Walensky, uh, has decided for herself that she's going to be the landlord of all properties and You don't own your property, even if you own it. We decide what we're going to do. And the Department of Justice is going to respond in a court case to the group of landlords. A new hearing in the case on Thursday ordered the government to file a response by August 6th. But the Supreme Court indicated in a recent ruling that it was up to Congress whether to enact a new eviction ban or continue the one that was in place. The House of Representatives failed to pass a measure that would have extended the moratorium, prompting Democrats to pressure Biden to take executive action. That led to the sudden new pause, which even Biden acknowledged was legally dubious. The bulk of the constitutional scholarship says that it's not likely to pass constitutional muster, but there are several key scholars who think that it may 
and it's worth the effort, he told her. I have been informed they're about to make a judgment as to potential options. The Supreme Court of the United States, the final arbiter of all legal matters, has said it's illegal and has said the CDC has no such authority to issue such an edict. The discussion is moot. The DOJ cannot overrule the Supreme Court. But for all you conservative pundits who are so shocked by this, uh, this is nothing new. This country has been ruled by bureaucrats for years. All of these agencies, the EPA, Fish and Wildlife, they all make arbitrary and capricious rulings which are not law, but have the force of law. They're regulations. They can seize your home. They can prevent you from building a home on property because the spotted owl is endangered and they found one in a nest in a tree. They can do a whole host of things, all under the aegis of regulations. Nothing that any elected official who has been voted on by the public to represent us has passed, all by the appointment of unaccountable arbitrarily appointed bureaucrats who run these very powerful agencies. And these agencies just grow more and more numerous and more and more powerful. And now that it's come to the fore with this issue of the eviction, all of a sudden everyone is armored against it. But this has been happening in this country for decades. Decades. It's about time someone says something about it and puts a stop to this. But Merrick Garland, the middle of the road... Not partisan. I love Schumer when he say, we're right-wing extremist judges. What the hell do you think this idiot is? He's going to tell people they can't be, that, that landlords, that they can't evict people from their homes who aren't paying them rent. And on the one hand, they still have to pay their taxes and their mortgages. This is a middle-of-the-road guy? Damn right we were good that he didn't get on the Supreme Court. Damn right. But now let's come to the real sweetness. The real sweetness. That's happened. Governor Cuomo, that piece of human scat, Il Duce, the man responsible for the deaths of thousands through his incompetence, stupidity, and recalcitrance, has now come under the thumb of people who want him out. The Attorney General of the state of New York has determined that he harassed women. The AG issued a report, and even the President of the United States, a fellow Democrat, is now saying that Governor Cuomo should resign. I think he should resign, said Biden on Tuesday. The state legislature may decide to impeach him. A number of other New York Democrats, including the state's congressional delegation, called on Cuomo to step down. Chuck the Schmuck Schumer, senator from the state of New York said that Cuomo should resign and step down. Jen Psaki, the White House press secretary, told reporters before Biden's comments that she would leave discussing the allegations in Cuomo up to him. And of course, he couldn't resist. He said, I think you should resign. And of course, she had to give her feminist opinion. I don't know that anyone could have watched this morning and not found the allegations to be abhorrent. I know I certainly did. Well, weren't the allegations apart when they were made several months ago after everyone's been burying them? But it seems that there's a lot of things afoot. It seems that the Democratic powers that be in New York State 
would like Letitia James, the current AG of New York, to be the new governor. So it would be very, very good if they can get rid of the current governor to make that happen. And it's also a little bit of a conflict of interest for her to try and get rid of her obstacle to becoming governor. This is really, I love to see when Democrats prey on themselves. It's like a feeding frenzy of piranhas. They all want him out of here. Letitia James issued a lengthy report that Cuomo had engaged in sexual harassment and that his chamber mishandled allegations against him. Specifically, we find that the governor sexually harassed a number of current and former New York State employees by, among other things, engaging in unwelcome and non-consensual touching, as well as making numerous offensive comments of a suggestive and sexual nature that created a hostile work environment for women, adding that the office of the governor was filled with fear and intimidation. James said that the investigation is, is completed and won't be pursuing any criminal charges or civil action against Cuomo. Why? If you have this allegation, why are you not doing it? Well, it may be of no consequence because the district attorney for Albany, David Soros, said his office would welcome any additional alleged victim to come forward with a statement about Cuomo. Quote, along with the public, today we have been made aware of the final independent report of A.G. Letitia James' office regarding Governor Cuomo's conduct as they relate to violations of civil harassment statutes. As, a matter is devel- as this matter is developing, we are reviewing the document from the Attorney General today. We will refrain from any additional public comment at this time regarding the status of the ongoing criminal investigation by our office. Now, what I would like to know is would the Attorney General of the State of New York conduct this lengthy investigation and spend public money and capital on such an investigation if it were against a Republican or, say, former President Donald Trump, and then do nothing with it, pursue no civil action, pursue no criminal action? You know damn well they wouldn't. They'd go balls to the wall to get it done. This stinks to high heaven. It stinks to high heaven. But still, other Democrats are not being so forgiving. Four governors, all Democrats, are calling for Cuomo's resignation, in addition to the President of the United States, the New York congressional delegation, and New York Senator Chuck Schumer. Governor Phil Murphy, Governor Cuomo should resign from office. Ned Lamont, of, Pens- um, of Connecticut, Tom Wolf of Pennsylvania, and Governor Dan McKee uh, from Rhode Island joined Murphy in that statement. The governor said they were appalled at the findings of the independent investigation by the New York Attorney General. Their statement came shortly after Joe Biden said that he believes Cuomo should step down. Everybody is piling on, and this guy remains defiant absolutely defiant, doesn't care, doesn't care. Even as an impeachment investigation against him is is getting underway. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo, quote, can no longer remain in office, a top Democrat legislature said on August 3rd. It is abundantly clear to me that the governor has lost the confidence of the Assembly Democratic majority 
and that he could no longer remain in office. So said Assembly Speaker Carl Heasty. It's the Assembly in the state of New York is the equivalent of the House of Representatives um, in, in, in the federal system. And the state Senate, obviously, is the equivalent of the Senate in the federal system. Once we receive all relevant documents and evidence from the Attorney General, we will move expeditiously and look to conclude our impeachment investigation as quickly as possible. At the Assembly's request, this is Lachidia James now speaking, we have provided the Assembly Judiciary Committee with the report that was released today, and we will provide them with all relevant evidence. We will cooperate with their investigation as needed. He is refusing to resign. Now, it doesn't take a lot to get him out. The impeachment only requires a simple majority, not a two-thirds majority, to approve a resolution in the state's lower chamber. Then, just as they do with impeachment of presidents, they hold a trial in the New York State Senate. And then you need a two-thirds vote among the senators and state court of appeals judges to convict and remove him. Now, the Assembly is controlled by the Democrats. The Democrats are going after him. The Democratic majority leader is going after them. So you know the Republicans are going to vote. So getting a simple majority vote in the lower chamber, the Assembly, seems like a foregone conclusion. Whether they get two-thirds in the Senate is another matter, but it's clear in the court of public opinion, Cuomo is done. Put the fork in him. He's done. But he is a defiant son of a bitch. Listen to what he says. Please take the time to read the facts and decide for yourself. I never touched anyone inappropriately or made inappropriate sexual advances. You sanctimonious son of a bitch, the attorney general read the facts and did decide and said you did uh, touch people inappropriately and made inappropriate sexual advances. The fact that you look up in the overcast sky and say the sky is blue doesn't make it so. Eleven women this year have accused Cuomo of sexually harassing them. Eleven. And the governor agreed to an investigation into the claims. And now that investigation has been concluded. And it's concluded that he's guilty. Now he says, no, you have to read the facts. I thought they did read the facts. New York Attorney General Letitia James handed over the probe to a team led by June Kim, the former acting U.S. attorney, and Ann Clark, an employment law expert. So I guess she sort of distanced herself from it to try and remove any appearance of impropriety, but she still stands to gain if Cuomo is gone. The report was published just this past Monday. Specifically, we find that the governor sexually harassed a number of current and former New York State employees by, among other things, engaging in unwelcome and non-consensual touching, as well as making numerous offensive comments of a suggestive and sexual nature that created a hostile work environment for women. Our investigation revealed that the governor's sexually harassing behavior was not limited to members of his own staff, but extended to other state employees, including a state trooper, on his protective detail, and members of the public. We also conclude that the executive chamber's culture 
one filled with fear and intimidation while at the same time normalizing the governor's frequent flirtations and gender-based comments contributed to the conditions that allowed the sexual harassment to occur and persist. That culture also influenced the improper and inadequate ways in which the executive chamber has responded to allegations of harassment. This is pretty damning stuff. Do you think any Republican would could survive this? Do you think any Republican would have the gall to refuse to resign? Only a Democrat and only this son of a bitch. And you hear nothing from Fredo Cuomo, stupid Chris Cuomo from CNN. He's definitely silent. Look, I don't know how this is all going to shake out. Stranger things have happened. He may survive it by a strange twist of fate. I doubt it. I think he's done, and I think there's nothing he can do to win a fourth term. If this sanctimonious son of a bitch, this self-righteous bastard who sent thousands of elderly New Yorkers to their deaths with his incompetence by filling nursing homes filled with a vulnerable population with COVID-19 infected patients, thereby spreading that contagion needlessly, to these elderly people who are just trying to enjoy the twilight of their lives, when there was a 3,000-bed hospital in the Javits Center specifically set up for COVID that the President of the United States built, and a hospital ship with a capacity for 1,100 more that he sent to New York Harbor at the specific request of this whining son of a bitch, Andrew Cuomo, while he left the Javits Center vacant and still were crying for more beds. He has to go. He will never get reelected in the state of New York. The people are fed up with this son of a gun. They're fed up with him. It's long past time for Cuomo to go. And I hope when the bell tolls, it tolls solidly and with finality. And there's one thing you can do before the door hits you on the ass on the way out, Governor Cuomo. Take your father's name off that damn bridge. It's the Tappan Z, not the Mario Cuomo Bridge. And I and every other self-respecting New Yorker will never call it that. It's the TZ Bridge. It's always been the TZ Bridge, and it always will be. For National Preview Online, I'm Jamie Dury.